0: Welcome to another episode of The Big Question presented by Friends of Film, a podcasting in-depth look at a specific movie-based question. In this episode, we'll discuss Phase 4 of the MCU and what we want to see. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, and this week, I'm joined by Josh Straley Hello.
1: I am not drinking coffee this morning. This afternoon, I've just got water.
0: All right. Uh, that that will get you through this MCU episode mm-hmm. um sufficiently. So yes, this big question this week, um, inspired by kind of the drama that's been surrounding Guardians of Galaxy Volume Three, which we all kind of assumed, um, and maybe more than assumed, it was basically as confirmed as it can be without Marvel actually confirming it, that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three was going to be the May first, twenty twenty release date, uh, for Marvel. But now that project is on hold indefinitely. They're kind of regrouping internally, so that leaves that slot open, which may refigure the entire twenty twenty calendar, which may completely reconfigure phase through the MCU. Um, so, uh, kind of just brought us to the question of, well, what's next then? What? we know we're getting Captain Marvel next year in March, we're getting uh, Avengers 4 in May, maybe early April, I still think they're going to move it up a week again and then uh, Spider-Man Far From Home comes out in July, but after that we don't know anything else Marvel related, it's all kept a secret so this week the big question is what should MCU's Phase 4 Slate be? We're going to each run through three years of movies from 2020 to 2022, um Just before we get into this, I want to preface this by saying my – or give my mindset in doing this um, in terms of which properties I was picking. Okay. So my – this is kind of based on Marvel's formula – or not kind of. This is based on Marvel's current formula Mm -hmm. of we have at least one sequel every year. We have at least one new property every year. And I believe in the future, it's going to be and at least one Cosmic film every year. So the Cosmic film could be a new franchise. It could be a sequel. Um, but I wanted to make sure I included at least one Cosmic film, a uh, new property as well, and a sequel, obviously. So those are just kind of my internal guidelines of... And you'll see that kind of pattern repeated um, as these, uh, as this phase plays out. Sure. So uh, let's... I'll start off with okay. my 2020 lineup. Starting off in May 1st of 2020 with Doctor Strange 2. This is, yeah. uh, to me, it seems like the obvious choice because after uh, Avengers Infinity War, Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange is more beloved than he was heading into it. Um, his solo film was really good. People really liked it. Um, but then people really liked him in his brief appearance in Thor, in Thor uh, Ragnarok. And then his interplay with like Tony Stark and Spider-Man and everything in Infinity War was a huge highlight. And... I don't think there's a better way to go from Avengers Four, whatever, however this all ties together, to then going to you know Spider-Man: Far From Home, seeing Peter Parker like go you know low ground across the across the continents, um you know wrangling with Mysterio and everything, and to then relaunch Phase Four basically with we're going multi-dimensional, we're going crazy magic, we're going all over the place. And here's your return of Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme, the Master of the Mystic Arts. Um, he is back. Scott Derrickson, in my uh, you know in my slate, is back as the director. I think he will be back in the movie as well, whenever it is made. Um, but then also you know Benedict Wong to for Rachel McAdams. All turn, and then I also want Elizabeth Olsen to appear oh. as Scarlet Witch because she's got you know those kind of magical powers, those reality bending powers um, herself. And I think it'd be great to pair with Nightmare, who's the reported villain of the film, um, based on the comments made by writer Robert C. Cargill. Um, And personally, I'd want to see them go after Paul Dano, because I think Paul Dano is such a terrific actor, and he can get the creepiness if you've seen Prisoners. Um, But he's also, like, a lower name that I think deserves to be, like, a a huge name. He is so talented that I think he is... Right on the cusp of being like the superstar, and I think a villainous turn is nightmare, where you can then like, you know, haunt Doctor Strange's reality, but then also, you know, mess with Scarlet Witch's brain, haunt her with the, the death of vision, and that he's not back mm-hmm. anymore, um, and all of this stuff, oh, and then maybe cold. have her brain breaking a little bit, and then you know, really far down line, not in phase four, like have her be the cause for the mutant outbreak or something. Um, you can plant those seeds here, and if they really want to go in with my pitch, uh I want to see Clea get involved as well. Clea is a uh, female sorcerer who's kind of an understudy of Doctor Strange, but then she's also a love interest for him. Um, so there would be a you know a love triangle with Rachel McAdams basically, but um, it'd give a, another sorcerer into the mix. Um, you know whether it's like Catherine Winnick or Olivia Wilde or somebody. Um, I think there's options out there to get that character involved and. Um, have them battle Nightmare, but then also Mordo, potentially, unless Mordo aligns himself with Nightmare or aligns himself with the heroes because mm-hmm. he's kind of on that gray line of, like, well, am I a bad guy? Am I a good guy? Yeah. Um, that's where – that's my Doctor Strange 2 <laughs> pitch for May. Sounds gold. Thank you.
1: Um, Do I throw mine in or are you uh, going all three?
0: I'll go all three. Got it. Just so we can uh, – not you don't have to go back and forth as much, I guess. Please. Um, so then July 31st, 2020, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Solo movie with uh, Scarlett Johansson in the leading role. Kate Shortland is directing this based on script by Jack Schaefer. Um, the reports are that this is a prequel in terms of this is coming before Iron Man 2, but then it's also like after she's left the Red Room and the Russians and everything, and she's kind of on the run. Maybe it's the earlier S.H.I.E.L.D. recruit days. So with that in mind, I want to see a younger Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye appear. I want to see a younger Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury appear. Um I think Sebastian Stan's Winter Soldier's been leaked as, like, somebody who could help hunt her down for the Uh, Russians um, and give him a reprisal back to his, like, you know, assassin days, which I think would be fun, um, after kind of seeing him, you know, be brought back and turn good, having him go crazy again in a prequel setting, Mm -hmm. I think would be a fun turn for him. Um, But then also, I want to see Vanessa Kirby from Mission Impossible Fallout get cast in the movie as Yelena Belova, who is another uh, Black Widow, who is basically another person from the red Room who, after Natasha leaves, um, she becomes the next black widow, and so I want to see her hunt down uh, Black widow as well once she's left. So we get like a female villain, and then Sebastian Stan is like the side kind of villain, and yeah. then it ends with you know Vanessa Kirby and Scarlett Johansson squaring off and a really fun spy espionage sort of movie. That sounds epic. I'm loving it. And then November 6th, 2020, my last one of the year, uh, this is going to be The Eternals, mm-hmm. which is uh, currently being written by Matthew and Ryan Ferpo. Um, and for my director, I've chosen Rick Famuyiwa. To come on board because I think he has a nice blend of uh, drama, but also if you've seen Dope, he has a fun, a lot of fun sensibilities to him, which is mm-hmm. I think why he would have been paired up really well with the Flash at DC. But he's off that project, so um, and he and he is uh, executive producing that uh, African Princess movie that Disney acquired. Yes. So he's kind of linked to Disney in some he's way. There. So I wanted them to bring him in fully, um, get him on the Eternals, and my pitch is kind of similar to the Neil Gaiman run of the comics that came out a couple years ago, where basically uh, the Eternals don't remember who they are. They all just think they're like regular human beings living on Earth. Um, They've all forgotten their past, their powers and everything. Um, I don't want to use the seven or I think he's like seven-year-old kid who's basically the villain in that comic series. I don't want to use that plot element exactly, Um, but I want to open it with like Man of Steel where – you see the reign of the Eternals back in their glory days. You see them like kind of ruling over earth, uh, ruling over all different kinds of planets and uh, kind of setting up their law, their ancient history in the universe before something happens, they go dormant. And now we meet back up with Icarus, the lead character in the present day. Um, This just kind of seems like a great way to do it, where you can establish that the Eternals have been around for a long time, but that, Explains why they haven't been present in the recent run of movies Um, and I think just the Neil Gaiman run is a really clever way of kind of maneuvering around that you can also get you know some MCU cameos from like uh, old Kurt Russell as Ego he could be in there back in the glory days of the Eternals or even Jeff Goldblum as Grandmaster or something Um, even the OG Guardians could be running around back then possibly so um, I think That It's a nice mixture of a prequel setting, but then most of the story is told in the present day. The Eternals rediscovering themselves and then fighting whatever threat um, it may be.
1: Yeah, that that. sounds epic. Thank you. The scope of that, the Eternals film right there, um, sounds so impressive. Especially because it's already linked back to Earth. Yeah. Which is, you know... Ground zero. And then, for yeah, everything and then we do.
0: You go from there, and then they find out their eternals, and then they can go off into cosmos in the future.
1: And you get like a chronicle esque like power discovery. Yeah, epic. I love it. Well, all right. I'm gonna copy. I guess I'm copying you for the first two here. Okay. Like for, our, for our first two films of that slate, um, May first, 2020. I have Doctor Strange two. Um, it just makes sense mm-hmm. to to roll out his world and his universe after everything's been reconstructed by um, whatever happens at the end of Avengers four. Uh-huh. We're going to get like the on the ground look with Spider-Man homecoming. We're going to see how it's is for everyone on earth, but you know, Peter Parker's only worried about himself and his friends and you know, his Spanish quiz or whatever the case is he's got going on. <laughs> so we see that with far from home and then it's time to take that, grand view of the universe again um just kind of like you said uh, the formulaic idea there so we see what is new mm-hmm. or what has changed what is baron mordo the character they've already set up and they're dying to use i'm sure yeah what, what's what's his take on oh Everyone just got evaporated and then returned. Yeah. Especially if he's like one of the sole surviving members, you know, they didn't get sucked away. He's got questions.
0: Um, Especially if the Avengers time travel throughout Avengers four, it's like, you guys are really messing with, Laws you know, time of you're not or, supposed to yeah. right.
1: The natural laws mm-hmm. as, So as he says So that that leads into All sorts of things um, And then like you said Nightmare the long Rumored villain mm-hmm. That Scott Derrickson Has said That he would uh, Love to bring
0: Yes yes he has, he has been very vocal About yep If this is who I want. And then obviously mm-hmm. Cargill said, yeah, yeah, Nightmare's who we want in the villain. sure. who we have in our epic story. It also
1: lets them go towards horror, which yes. I think I've said I'm dying mm-hmm. to let them, or dying to hope they experiment with. I don't have a casting for Nightmare. <laughs> That's but okay. Did you, this week on Twitter, say Ethan Hawke?
0: I did. All right. Prior um, to him hating on superhero yes, movies, yes. <laughs> prior to him
1: hating on superhero movies, um, I thought that was genius, and he, I wanted to make yeah. sure you have that out there, just in case. Just in like, case. he was talking about it because they're like, <laughs> you know, pitching to him. Yeah, he's
0: trying. He's playing hardball. like, Oh, I hate these movies. Uh-huh. Pay me an extra ten million dollars. Okay, <laughs> for sure. Um, but I thought Billy Crudup would also be a good pick. Oh, I could a, definitely see that. Yeah,
1: I haven't seen him in a creepy
0: role in a while,
1: but I think he could get there.
0: I mean, he's currently The Flash's dad, so I don't know if that preoccupies crossover. his time. But, yeah, I definitely, I mean, yeah, he could, he could definitely pull it off.
1: Okay, awesome, good. Um, and from there, I loved your Scarlet Witch idea. Oh, like, thank you. That, 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 is, that is perfectly natural. And you could bring in any Avenger that may have had PS, PTSD yeah. based off of, you know, what they just witnessed and saw. So I think that, that is an excellent idea. Um, and that's my Doctor Strange Okay For May um, July again You said it ex- <laughs> You said it perfectly um, Black Widow It's a, It's The scope of that movie Is You know With it being a prequel Is just determined by what they're What they're willing to put at play Right But I think you Because um, I didn't really think about What this prequel would be <laughs> um, So I'm going to riff off of you a little bit here But my idea was like, it could be the John Wick of this series. Mm-hmm. The The idea that just go go focus right on action and then let it roll. Um, the idea that you laid out like an international spy thriller bringing back the Winter Soldier or, you know, casting Vanessa Kirby as the yeah, to the, the play opposite. Mm-hmm. Almost like let it go is like a Jason Bourne type of an yeah. attitude where you just send it all across the world. And then you can go to Budapest. You can do something there if you'd like. But I like the idea of keeping that vague shorthand for something else. If if anything,
0: I would like them to, like, you know, Black Widow plays out. It's a spy thriller or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she's recruited to S.H.I.E.L.D., like, start of the third act. She joins. And then, like, it's like, all right, your first mission. You're heading off to Budapest. And it's like, all right. And then roll credits.
1: Perfect. And then I yeah, young... Are you suggesting when you say young, like the young de-age.
0: Hawkeye? Okay. Deage, yeah. Because, like, you know, Marvel's all about this de-aging tech. Mm-hmm. They're using, like, every single movie now. So, yeah, just de-age Jeremy Renner about 10 years, Samuel Jackson, same thing, and keep it going. Speaking of,
1: I don't know if I gave you enough credit because I said I hate de-aging. Yes. But then, as I saw Michael in Avengers, or not Avengers, in Ant-Man? Yes, Michael Douglas. I was like, you know what? That's actually
0: gotten way better. Even Mich- Michelle Pfeiffer, her, her opening, I thought was pretty great. She looked normal to me. She's but like just, I mean, <laughs> she's still, She's still de-aged. Right. I'm sure they did
1: something. Yeah. But she's timeless. She um, is. But moving into November, mm-hmm. it's a familiar spot for this hero who's already been here three times before. But I think and I've, I've got Thor 4 Ooh. slash Guardians. Okay. And I think there's some crossover hero work happening here um Valkyrie's back Korg, if he's still alive oh, he's somehow alive. in some way he's he's there um they bring bring they bring together the Revengers and have an out of this world film because it's never been that the third film of a franchise is just completely. Blown away expectations. Mm-hmm. Shane Black's Iron Man 3 was just solid enough to, like, you know, be fresh and new enough yeah. to not make anyone roll their eyes or be like, oh, thank goodness this trilogy is over. Right. Thor 4 left us saying, we need as much Thor as
0: we can possibly get. <laughs> Especially after Infinity War. <laughs>
1: Especially after Infinity War. Especially after we see him playing with characters who aren't. Yeah, yeah. It's more, much more of a. Um, you know, straight versus loose character and mm-hmm. like Thor being the straight man and all of the guardians and everyone else being the less, um, the less intense lesson serious. It just played so well that why would you not want to get Taika Waititi back? Mm-hmm. Um, and move Thor, move forward with Thor four? um, he met with Marvel he did. just this week. And I think it would be a perfect spot to fill, um, this more cosmic, mm-hmm. Spot in there in their slate, yeah. Because I feel like Eternals is still too early.
0: I, I I don't think that's completely out of the question. It's just for me, uh, Eternals took that November slot because November is typically where they throw something like new or something mm-hmm. that they're unsure of, yep. and we know it has screenwriters at this point. So it's like in terms of what will be ready, I think Eternals with a script already in hand can find a director in the next you know year or so. And then film and easily hit theaters by November, 2020. So, um, you know what, after running through 2020, um, let's change the format on the fly and go date by date. Perfect. So sounds great. February 12th, 2021. It's gotta be black Panther two. It it has to be. There's literally no other option. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you have another option here, that's just not going to work. Yeah. Um, it's three years after the first movie is going to hit theaters Maybe even three years too long exactly. um, I uh, mean it wouldn't surprise me honestly if Marvel found a way to move this into the November twenty twenty slot um but the movie made one point three billion dollars in February, and you're not gonna mess with that, yeah, <laughs> and
1: then it's also the idea it's black February is black history, yeah, I'm not saying like I mean you have not to say you have to put it there, but the synergy mm-hmm.
0: is just too yeah. good to pass up. Marvel's all about synergy, I mean, they released Jessica Jones season two on International Women's Day. There you go and I believe Captain Marvel is supposed to release around that same time. So they're all about being as mm-hmm. uh I guess uh what's the word I'm looking for? They're very aware yes of the so
1: the <laughs> cultural and social zeitgeist. Yeah they're trying to be as,
0: as relevant as possible with mm-hmm. their movies. Um <laughs> almost to a point. Yes. Or almost to a T. So I mean Black Panther two I mean do we need to say more? It's February, it's Black Panther two
1: no, but you have been just laying down the law here. <laughs> so please let me know, okay. right
0: now what what the, grand, I what the grand scale is. Yeah. All right. Here's the grand plan from the mind of Cooper Hood. Um, obviously, you know Chadwick Boseman's back. Letitia Wright's back. Winston <laughs> Duke's back. Donny Carillo. Lupita Nyong'o. Angela Bassett. And even Sebastian Stan because he comes back to life in Avengers Four probably. And you know he doesn't want to leave Wakanda. He says he loves this place, so he's not going to leave. He's yeah. going to stick. He's going to stay. But this does take place after Avengers Infinity Wars. It does take place after Avengers 4. And, you know, people in Wakanda are kind of questioning what's up, like if T'Challa is the right person to be king because he let these random alien mm-hmm. armies just stroll on in. You didn't, you just told them to come on in yeah. and try, and we'll, we'll try to defeat you. And they did, but maybe not the best plan. And in the meantime, while he was been snapped, Letitia writes Shuri has been Has taken over the throne um, until he's been back. so she is she is the ruler for about a year Probably and You know people kind of some people like Shuri but then Mm -hmm. M'Baku is also there And people are like M'Baku You should be the ruler of Wakanda and because There's this debate Black Panther 2 is like this political Drama almost where it's like who should be Who should take the crown and It's uh, Black Panther Versus Shuri versus and Baku those are the three candidates to rule Wakanda hmm. and it's the the warring factions the different groups the interplay internally it's like it's it's very games of thronesy okay um and then a problem happens Namor shows up Namor the Submariner comes to Wakanda shores and like hey you guys screwed up and we're here to fight you and uh Namor's the villain of Black Panther 2 or is he because there's someone else waiting in the wings. There's somebody else pulling the strings, and it's Denzel Washington as Achibe. <laughs> who's Achibe? Achibe is basically Black Panther's Joker. He's like the the, the really smart guy who's like, you know, he, or well, I guess a little different than Joker because Joker's crazy, but Achibe is also kind of crazy, but okay. he's also like really brilliant, and he pulls a lot of strings behind the scenes mm-hmm. to make what he wants happen. So he's been planting these seeds. We find out that, you know, kind of starting these rumors that, well, maybe T'Challa's not fit for king, but also maybe, oh. sure, he's not fit for queen. And so he's kind of getting the country at war, but then he also plants some evidence that, like, Wakanda has somehow affected Atlantis, and that's what gets Namor to come up. And the Atlantis and Atlanteans and Wakandans uh, war, and Achibe is just, like, sitting back laughing until they find out that it's actually Achibe. Oh, And man. then... Namor and Black Panther put their differences aside and they team up to defeat Achibe at the end. We get Denzel in the MCU. Um, My current fan cast, just because I'm high on him, is Henry Golding as Namor. Yeah. (laughs) But if it's not him, I'd also take Jon Cho, who we talked about in Searching. Uh, Yeah. He'd he'd easily fill in that role as well. Um, And that is my Black Panther, too.
1: I don't think I could say anything better. I mean, like, you've got like these, like, because Kugler's got his finger on the pulse of. Um, politics and social so society, mm-hmm. and like I just wrote down nativist backlash <laughs> right there. Like you know, you open up yourself to the world, and then you get aliens dropped right in your yep. front yard. Uh, that that is so perfect. And then yeah, he does that. Um, Namor. I, mean, I just looked up Namor as mm-hmm. you were talking about. I'm like, who the heck is this dude? You weren't really <laughs> filling me in. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and which is fine. He's Atlantean. He's like the Aquaman he, yeah, of this he's, universe. Yeah, he's the king of Atlantis. And the the very first image is like the, Namor and his eight pack looks like yep. maybe, maybe a 10 pack um, pretty ripped, rising out of the water and then like yeah as soon as you said Henry and Gullet, that's, that's, <laughs> yep. so, that's excellent fits it um yeah i like you said it's probably too long to have waited i almost put it in that spot yeah um right before we started and i was like oh wait and then i flipped them yeah um because my mind went back to those dates mm-hmm. uh but no that 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 sounds
0: epic okay
1: especially the idea of infighting and someone else on the outside of the country, or you know, in the country uh-huh. but on the outside, and that way
0: it's, it's all in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. There's no need for like I mean, I, I loved the spy world traveling elements of Black Panther, yeah. but to keep it Wakanda based, keep more of those characters that are in Wakanda involved overall in the story. I think is a smart move as well. See
1: more of the city, mm-hmm. more of the tech, more of the culture, more of, more
0: of the different corners. Like we could go visit the Mbaku and the Gorilla tribes' their village again. Go to mm-hmm. that cool aesthetic. You know, Um, Kind of flesh that out more. Um, Plus, the reason I'm including Namor here is because he is one of those characters that is shared with Universal. So Marvel can't make a Namor movie, but they can use Namor in other properties now. So, you introduce him here, and then he can be like, you know, an Avenger down the road or something. And you introduce Atlantis and all the, you open up the underwater world, and it'll be in 2021. So, it'll be like, you know, almost three years after Aquaman. So, it's not like we're directly just following up right on the heels. Yeah. And it's doing it a little different way. So, Mm -hmm. they they are getting away with it.
1: Is he actually from Atlantis, or do they have something different for him, for a place Uh, for him to be from? I
0: actually think Namor. May have some mutant ties as well, okay. which again, won't be a problem by 2021 because the Fox still be through. So you can actually include that element if you mean, if you need to, yeah, he's or literally. or you can just not. And it doesn't change the character that much.
1: Wikipedia says he's the mutant son of a sea captain and a princess of the myth. He, he's basically. Awkward. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Okay. Very cool. Awesome. So
0: May 7th, 2021. I have the third Spider-Man movie untitled.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I put home on the range.
0: Okay. I like it. <laughs>
1: I don't
0: know how that fits. <laughs> my my initial title was Homeward Bound, but it doesn't make any sense for the story I have. So Okay, go for it though. Um, this one's not as fleshed out as my other ones. It's mainly just Craven. It's Craven versus Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, we get Nicolaj Custerwaldo from Game of Thrones to come in and play Craven. Oh, um what a pick. be uh be a real menacing villain and torment Tom Holland, who is now in uh you know, in twenty twenty one, Peter's gotta be in college. You know, I know they wanted to do the, you know, one year of high school for each film but it just it doesn't line up honestly I'm pretty sure that's already broken based on the Infinity War timeline but I'm not even going to get into it at this point um, because he's definitely still in school and far from home so not sure what's going on there um, because Infinity War takes place two years after Civil War and Homecoming takes place at the same time so he should be like graduating high school at this point but either way in the third movie uh, Peter Parker will be in college he's dealing with that him and MJ maybe have gotten a little bit more uh, serious they're actually together now um, he's dealing with that uh, but then you know the legend of Spider-Man has continued to grow over these years because now he's one of the most popular heroes on the planet and Craven's looking out from Russia and saying yo I need, I need, I need to up a game I'm going to go after Spider-Man. And sure enough, he does. Um, the cast includes all the regulars you'd think, but we get a, an extra appearance from Anthony Mackie as Falcon. gotta got kind of an MCO cameo in there, and I love uh, Falcon and Spider-Man's kind of dynamic and kind of almost hatred of each other, yeah. <laughs> especially <laughs> since Holland and Mackie really play off that in real life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the press tours alone would be totally worth it. And uh, you, then you also get Donald Glover in there for a small role, setting the seeds further for miles Morales to appear at the very end of the movie after Spider-Man has defeated Craven setting up, you know, sinister six in the fourth movie and we're good to go.
1: Awesome. That sounds really great. It all happens in New York too, right?
0: I mean, It doesn't have to, but sure. Okay. It can happen. I mean, if Spider-Man's on the being hunted, he could, I guess, technically Mm -hmm. swing wherever he needs to, to get away. Um, But I would, I mean, Ideally, yes, it would be mainly in New York.
1: My my one thing for this was it's all set in New York. And it makes it, I like, like that turn towards adulthood. Maybe he's at NYU or Columbia, yeah. whatever the case is. But it's the concrete jungle. And I just want to see that idea played off of it a little bit more. Because mm-hmm. my biggest disappointment for Far From Home already is that it's <laughs> not in New York. But my biggest love of Homecoming was that the first 30 40 35 minutes yeah. or so of it was just really low to the ground and set in the city and mm-hmm. you felt like oh that's what it's like to live in new york city a little bit or in queens yeah um there's like the the bodega and the bodega cat like that those are just like they're cliche but fine little points yeah. that sam Raimi's never got to um i just want to hear more of those accents okay like that's kind of the biggest thing and putting craven hunter in there would just be epic uh, for
0: sure um maybe
1: if too bad they just can't get any punisher crossover oh man
0: biggest if only Um, i mean who knows by 2021 maybe the kevin feige's absorbed marvel tv and they're (laughs) like you know what we're not gonna let john bernthal go to waste instead of punisher season three or season four probably by that point uh we're getting him in
1: that'd be awesome that would be epic um but yeah that is is as further as i've got for spider-man home on the range okay if it's craven hunters the villain and home on the range. Yeah. They, there's an O right there, so they can put the, the <laughs> face in the middle of the O.
0: There's a, yeah, I mean, there's an O in all the homes. <laughs> that's true.
1: But O is like really big. Oh, the O could be a target for Craven Hunter's okay. rifle.
0: Does he use a rifle? I think, I he, think uses he uses knives. a variety of weapons. Okay. He's a skilled it. hunter. I don't know exactly if he has a one of choice,
1: but genius. I think that's really great, especially for a madman to be like, I'm going to go hunt the spider. Yeah,
0: why not? <laughs> um, yeah, you basically do Craven's Last Hunt from the comics, but change it up a little bit. Um, so, November 5th, 2021, this is where my space movie comes into play. This is Nova.
1: Ooh.
0: Not, yours is not Nova. Uh,
1: wait, I know of Nova. He's got a helmet and he, he like, does. rockets <laughs> through space on, like, a, a fire streak.
0: Kind of, okay. powered powered by his powered by his arms, but yes. I've seen a Google image of it okay. once. I think, okay, you've, I think you've dropped name-dropped him before. I have, and I've name-dropped him because my fan cast is Glenn Powell oh. as Richard Ryder. He gets in the Marvel family. He gets his leading role. Uh, yeah, because he'll just be
1: really hot off of Top Gun. Yeah, he'll be Maverick. right off
0: of Top Gun too. Um The year before, Marvel will get all the buzz off of him and be like, wow, no wonder... Tom Cruise rewrote an entire part just to get Glenn Powell involved um, so we are going to give him the leading role in our movie here um, directed by Nacho Vigalando who is the director of Colossal oh, um, the yeah. Anne Hathaway movie which I think is uh, really great and he's got a nice blend of uh, humor but darkness but then also the fantasy elements of Colossal I think are done really well so seeing that you know take place with Nova I think would be a smart move And my pitch for Nova is you open the movie with Xandar and the attack from Infinity War, from before Infinity War, I guess, of Thanos and the Black Order ransacking Xandar. The Chitauri are there. Everybody's Mm -hmm. there. Xandar is devastated, and he gets the Power Stone, and all you see is a Richard Rider that's still alive. He's the last Nova Corps uh, alive. He's the only one left, and now it's up to him. To try to bring Xandar back to you know relevance, basically mm-hmm. to help rebuild. In order to do that, he goes out and finds the Nova Force, which in the comics is what actually powers the Nova Corps members. Which you know in the MCU they're not powered; they're just that's just their names. So they need to. He needs to go out and find the Nova Force. Does he becomes super powerful? Becomes the most powerful Nova member uh, ever. Takes up the name Nova, um, and helps rebuild Xandar, but. In finding the Nova Force, uh, he opens up the Cancerverse, Hmm. which is this really weird ultra or other dimension.
1: Not the Cancerverse.
0: And in doing so, the Cancerverse is basically like somewhat of a mirror realm where they're the same people, but they're just like really different and mainly evil. Got it. And it is going to be run by Jew Law as Marvell. But playing an evil version after he's the good guy in Captain Marvel in 2019, we get Jude Law back, and he is the villain. We also see maybe some evil members of other MCU heroes. It doesn't really matter who they are, but they could literally be any of them, um, and that is who Nova fights. And by the end of the movie, I thought it'd be fitting because one of the other Novas um, in the comics currently is um, by the name of Sam Alexander. He's a young uh, Latino kid. And since Nacho Vigalando is also Latino, figured it'd be a smooth transition to tease his arrival at the end because now that Nova Richard Ryder has found the Nova Force, mm-hmm. he's found the way to become more powerful. He needs to build the core back up, and he goes out and finds Sam Alexander. And we're set up for years, the champions, the young Avengers, everything. Genius. That's my November 5th spot.
1: Okay. My November 5th. Sp- <clears throat> For November, I've got something we already know about and have heard about and have talked about at length before. Um, but I've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. It's finally. Oh, I thought you
0: had here. that already. That's Thor Four. That's Thor Four. Sorry. Okay. Slash,
1: Guardian characters appear. <laughs> okay. Uh, but this is the this is the true Guardians sequel, mm-hmm. exactly or as close as we can get from gun script or whatever they've had to reworked in yeah. universe building. Um, Thor 4 is definitely going to shake the ground. and have a plot for it because I have no idea about Thor comics. <laughs> but, um, and it's just time to get it made. Yeah. It's plenty of, time has passed so that Gunn's script can still be used and his name can be on it.
0: Will he be rehired by 2022 then? Or 2021?
1: 2021, no. Because he's made a statement to someone through the press and it said, uh, move the heck on. Okay. Um, paraphrasing <laughs> um he's not rehired but it's his script he's producing so his name is on it in mm-hmm. places but he's not at all directing okay and i don't have a director that's because fine. i still don't know any any names that come up i can't put them in there mm-hmm. in a lot of ways um other than who we threw out there because yeah still any, thinking Any of the
0: 30 names oh, we threw right. out or whatever
1: taika watiti is way too exhausted after thor 4
0: yeah that's fair it'd be it'd be a Heck of a couple years there. Well, yeah, it'd be one year. It'd be literally impossible.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I mean, steven has been... He would have, have to
0: finish Thor for early, not do any press for the movie, and film Guardians 3.
1: He would have to do the principle on Thor. Leave. Go do Guardians 3. Start Guardians 3. It's just way too
0: much. Yeah, it's too complicated. Yeah. Just if hire, Marvel, if Marvel really wanted a chance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, Michelle you know, McLaren. Sure. Exactly. Or I think we've thrown or throw Brad bird or really, oh, yes. like that idea. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's, there's options out there. Um, so then we move to February 18th, 2022. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel two. No, not yours. I did not, not your choice? pick
1: there. No. Ooh,
0: Okay. Um, so this one I feel like is again, kind of obvious. I mean, it's not exactly March as the first one's going to come out in mm-hmm. next year, but it's the same sort of time frame. It would be just under three years from the first movie, which is basically Marvel's, um, you know, rough schedule in most of these movies. So my pitch for this one is pretty slim just because I'm not, I don't know all that much about Captain Marvel. She's got a lot of weird history to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do have, you know, lined out here is, you know, she is powered by um, these quantum bands Ooh. and, the Quantum Bands are connected to the Quantum Realm. That is the mm. that is the report for the MCU version, at least. And so in Captain Marvel 2, something is wrong with the Quantum Realm, which is affecting her Quantum Bands not being able to power properly. As a result, she needs some Quantum Realm expertise. She brings in Ant-Man and Wasp mm. to help pair them up, get a little extra star power on them, because, spoiler alert, Ant-Man 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp 2, whatever you're going to call it, not in my phase four. Um, I think it's a uh, successful two films, but I don't know if it necessarily merits a true third movie at this point. So I'm going to fold them into Captain Marvel 2, let them go super deep in the quantum realm, exploring that kind of stuff, um, instead of maybe going out into extraterrestrial space stuff with you, as you could with Captain Marvel. That's where we're going to go into the quantum realm, maybe some alternate realities, um, that kind of stuff. And then we're also going to introduce... Uh, monica rambeau also known as spectrum who's another captain marvel eventually in the comics as well um and we're going to cast google and both raw as the role if she's too busy uh we get uh martin from star trek discovery and the walking dead oh yeah um either one of those two ladies will do very well they'll crush the role or you could even circle back to dewanda wise um potentially since she passed on the role for the first captain marvel that was You know, potentially Monica Rambeau, but now people think it's Monica Rambeau's mom in the first movie, so we don't really know. But I want to see Monica Rambeau in the MCU, and this feels like the the best way to get it involved, but also kind of make it a mini A-Force movie where you get Wasp and Captain Marvel together, but also get Monica Rambeau. But then you can't just let Paul Rudd sit by on the sidelines and not be used. So you got to bring him in mm-hmm. with quantum realm expertise. He'll probably be left in there for a couple of years um, between Infinity War and Avengers 4. So he knows a lot about them. The powers, the time vortexes, um, the zones you're not supposed to go into. So it makes for a good pairing. And that is my Captain Marvel 2. Love for it. February 18th, 2022, Josh. You don't have Captain Marvel 2 I here. Don't. What do you have instead?
1: I've got a new property <gasps> leading the way in February. Um, it's the Fantastic Four's return. Ooh. It's been eight years. We've all been able to forget about it. Some Maybe. of us quicker than others. Um, well, those of us who haven't seen it still.
0: You've never seen. I've never stick. seen.
1: <laughs> wow. I have not. Um, so. We'll yeah. have
0: to do a retro review before oh, the new one. <laughs> yeah, okay,
1: yes, please. We could do all
0: three. Oh, gosh.
1: And that would be great. We could just see the deteriorating quality. Yeah. Or the never existing quality?
0: No, no, no. The first the first one's okay, Quick, I guess. who played Reed Richards in the original? I, uh, Iman or Ewan something. I can see his face. Yeah, I don't know his name, actually. Yeah, it's it's weird. Either. Oh, well. Point is. I'm fan- going to Google it. Please do. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, the Fantastic Four returns. Um, they are a staple of the Marvel Universe. They finally returned home because the deal gets closed. Roughly 2019. Yeah. It's been uh, two years. And it
0: is Eon Gruffudd. Yeah.
1: He looks just like that. He just lo- he looks just like the Reed Richard yeah. from the comics. But um, anyway, <laughs> acting wise. Yeah, we'll see. I haven't seen him in any other movies. Point. All right, I'm getting sidetracked. The, the point is, John Krasinski is Reed Richards in this movie, and he's finally done his two, three, four series of Jack Ryan mm-hmm. that Amazon's canceled because they cancel everything that's good there. And Emily Blunt has returned, but if she's busy, she probably will be. I've kind of hoped they didn't cast Vanessa Kirby in Black Widow because I think she would be an excellent um invisible woman invisible woman okay absolutely age-wise doesn't work Uh, (sighs) vanessa kirby's pretty young so who knows but who cares right now (laughs) um but glenn powell he can be nova but you want him as johnny storm i want him as johnny storm because i think that fits his more hot shot personality true after he comes out of top gun a fighter pilot, uh, I could just see the transition working so smoothly. True. And then when you wanna put, you know, Ben Grimm in there. Ben Grimm, right? Yep. Yeah. It's Travante Rhodes. Interesting. Okay. I think he's got the he's got the physique and personality for it. And then when you make the transition to the thing, um, plays out perfectly, I believe.
0: I could definitely see that. And, and for the record, Kirby and Krasinski are only eight years apart, so it's not that large, actually. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. I mean,
0: still, I mean, a little it, bit. it's decent. But Krasinski's thirty-eight; she's thirty. It's not like he's yeah, actually twenty-seven, and she's nineteen. I or pictured
1: anything. her in her mid-twenties for some reason. So she, I
0: mean, she, she looks phenomenal. So that's Precisely, probably why. Precisely,
1: <laughs> yes. Actors, they look great. That's true. No matter how <laughs> they are. Um, so yes, and that is my February date. Okay. For twenty twenty two.
0: I have some alternate Fantastic Four Fancasts, which we may get to. Oh. But not next. Next is a combination of what you've already talked about As Guardians of the Galaxy, coming Ooh. out May 6th, 2022. I love it. The, this is a comic title that Marvel's la- just launched, I believe. And typically Marvel comics are a great indicator of what could possibly come mm-hmm. in the future of the MCU because Marvel likes to basically test out the people who are buying comics are the hardcore fan base so who are going to go see these movies six, seven, eight, ten times in theaters. Yeah. So let's test out this um, the the galaxy in the comics is not really anywhere close to what <laughs> would okay. be the movie lineup entering the movie because it would be Star Lord, it would be Drax, it'll mm-hmm. be Rocket, it'll be Groot, it'll be Valkyrie, it'll be Korg, um, it'll be Mantis. But then we already got Glenn Powell involved. Nova's gonna stop by, Ooh. and just to make things even better, Jamie Alexander's Lady Sif, she's coming back, mm. all the way back from two 2000- thousand. Thirteen. Last time we saw her, it'll be almost a decade. Lady Sif returns from her mysterious journeys, adventures. Yeah, and she's here now because we just—it's got to happen. Mm -hmm. And depending on you know how crazy they want to go, because this is going in the May sixth, twenty twenty-two slot. Yeah, which typically at the for the last May release of a phase is like an Avengers movie. It's some Mm -hmm. epic thing. And so I'm like, all right, well, we're in I don't want to do Avengers 5 right away. I want to, I want to hold off maybe a little bit on okay. Avengers. So we're doing, as Guardians of the Galaxy, is like this huge cosmic team-up movie. And so that's why Nova's coming in. Hulk, if he survives, Mark Ruffalo's coming board, So we get to see Hulk and Groot together. And Groot is now finally fully large again. Thank goodness. And they get to fight side by side. But what are they fighting? That's the question. Not Adam Warlock. Magus, Adam Magus, the evil version of Adam Warlock is the villain of Guard of as Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. And this movie is going to serve as Thor four, Guardians of the Three, basically, okay. as much as they can. Sure. Um because like you said, I want I want them to at this point, I guess, kinda of wait, <laughs> let you know, the situation kind of died down a little bit before they bring the Guardians back. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe let Dave Batista's head cool so he's not, you know, yelling yeah. at whoever's on set. And guess what? It's Taika Waititi. How can you be mad at Taika Waititi? He's going to be directing the movie because he's familiar with the uh, the Thor characters, obviously, mm-hmm. but he also obviously matches the James Gunnerisms that he has uh, brought into the Guardians franchise. He basically emulated them with Thor Ragnarok. So, with Adam Warlock or not Adam Warlock Adam Magus as the villain. He is birthed from the uh, sovereign birthing chamber that's at the end of Guardians 2. Yeah. But all we hear is like, you know, Elizabeth Debicki's Aisha calls him, oh, it's Adam. We're going to call you Adam. But she doesn't say Adam Warlock because he's going to be Adam Magus. And in doing so, we are going to bring in the Universal Church of Truth, who is this, like, they're this cosmic um, religious zealots group, basically. and. In this iteration, in the comics, Magus is like the ruler of them. He's who they worship. So for the MCU, I'm going to turn it into Magus is like this longtime prophecy of oh. he is this evil incarnate that is birthed miraculously, and that's who they follow. And so then when word gets around that Mag, that Adam has been born, the universal church aligns themselves with the sovereigns, and those are the villainous forces of Asgardians of the Galaxy. We get Aisha back. In a secondary villain role But then also the matriarch Who's the leader of the Universal Church of Truth She is a villain as well in the movie And Because this is a huge team up We gotta get some new people in there You can't just have old blood You gotta get the new blood Mm -hmm. And so we're bringing Angela The half sister of Thor To come in be involved. She's got the typical as guardian powers, but mm-hmm. she can also um, trace her opponents um, through you know enhanced skills. So she's a great hunter, and uh, she can help maybe help them track down Magus in some form. And then also, I want to see them bring in Moon Dragon, who is this high level telepath. Um, in the comics, she is Heather Douglas, who is the daughter of Drax. But that is super complicated to get across in the MCU version. And I don't really want them to retcon sure. all of Drax's motivation so far in the movies. Mm-hmm. So we're, I think we're going to ditch that aspect of the character, but her telepathic powers remain. And we're going to bring Evan Rachel Wood in to play the character. Yeah. And uh, it's just going to be this huge, epic, cosmic team up. And uh, it's going to just, yeah, it's going to be epic. That is as Guardians of the Galaxy, coming to you, May 6, 2022. Well, that blew my mind. Thank you.
1: Well, okay. I mean, I've got a very massive cosmic adventure myself here. Oh, boy. But it's Captain Marvel 2 Ooh. with Guardians of the Galaxy tagging along. Oh, my goodness. Which I think is another, like, we haven't yet to meet Carol Danvers yet in this universe, mm-hmm. but she's being played by Brie Larson so there's going to be the ability to you know be wry and witty yeah. but also extremely serious and I, think the, not, not, I think the not extremely serious but very straight mm-hmm. and I think when you pair her with Quill and the rest of um, Drax and Mantis and Rocket and Groot you're going to have something because I, I, I don't necessarily James Gunn back when he was talking about the next film said that Adam Warlock isn't necessarily going to be the the character in the third film. I don't... I, I don't know if I believe... That felt like a
0: smokescreen to me because he's also posted on Snapchat back in the day of like doing research and it's like an Adam... It's an Adam Warlock cover. It's like... <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of both sides of your mouth.
1: I've got, I've got right here, they fight Adam Warlock. He's finally arrived mm-hmm. and we're ready for this grand galactic battle between the person who brought down Thanos, possibly maybe but definitely instrumental in his destruction and the most perfect being in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. And I could just imagine the conflict and the battle playing out Mm -hmm. right there. Um, the guardians necessarily need to be there because the the sovereign are also involved in some kind of way. I kind of saw them as the minions of this film. Um, but that's where it ends.
0: I should mention that, uh, Maya's guardians, the galaxy movie ends with Magus being defeated the regular Adam Warlock being birthed
1: from Magus's corpse.
0: And it involves the soul stone um, because did I write this down anywhere. I don't think I did, but my idea was somehow that the soul stone was going to be involved in, uh, you know, basically turning Magus, but then also oh. once they get the soul stone, they realize, Hey, Gamora's soul is in there and we get Zoe Zaldana back for phase five. Genius. So I had to mention that. Well, I forgot. Um, so then, our last date here is July 29th, 2022. Mm-hmm. This is my Fantastic Four. Okay,
1: genius.
0: And, um, you know, as I mentioned, you know, the Fox deal will be closed by 2019, so this shouldn't be a problem getting a movie ready in about three years. That's That seems about right for Marvel. And I'm sure Kevin Feige already has general story ideas in mind. But if, you know, if you haven't thought of it, that's okay, Kevin. I'll throw out a couple possibilities here Lane for us. you um first of all is, yeah it's john krasinski as you know mr invisible that is absolutely the case but if you know if he is too busy doing a quiet place Four or <laughs> jack ryan season 11 um john Hamm is a suitable replacement Ooh. um to take over the reins he is he, i think he'd be a great choice for that role but i want to see krasinski and blunt pair together and as this married couple in real life, play the married couple on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you mentioned you wanted a hot shot guy for Johnny Storm. Yep. I was going to go Zach Efron. I said, like, no, it doesn't work. <sighs> it does work. What, it, no, it, it, it works does work. way
1: better than Glenn Powell does. <laughs> That's, that is Zach Efron's spot. I take back what I said.
0: But then I started I start thinking of other things. What else do I want from this movie? And I want to see Spider-Man cameo in the movie. So, Tom Holland is making a cameo Mm -hmm. before Spider-Man 4 comes around in a couple years. And, you know, one of the best parts of the comics is Peter Parker's relationship with Johnny Storm. Because they're both about the same age. So, we're getting Ansel Elgort to come in and play Johnny Storm. (gasps) A hot shot guy. The younger brother of Emily Blunt. The potential best friend of Tom Holland. Because that team up will be epic Mm -hmm. down the road. And in this movie as well. But then also... We're getting John Cena to play the thing. I thought about that because I mean he's been very popular. Suggested he's yeah. a big name. Um, you can get him to either you could actually do like some sort of a physical suit. You know, I think they'd mainly go CG mm-hmm. with the character. But I'm also picking him because he's got a title of the director, K Cannon.
1: For Fantastic Four, yeah, I love you. Uh- <laughs> this is this is a genius I knew, suggestion. I knew this I was going to get even- you think about that oh my goodness the interplay between everyone would just be the best because i mean i haven't seen emily blunt in a comedy in forever yeah not a long time but john would be a natural fit for it they've all
0: got comedic roots but also dramatic stuff as well i mean maybe not john cena but uh i i think i see
1: i see the i see the the strands of your thinking yeah (laughs) yeah you
0: saw where i was going um wow yes and just to top it all off, okay, you got to have Doctor Doom in a Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. I know it's it, it's been done twice already, right? But not properly. <laughs> if got you're it. gonna bring in one of the Marvel's best villains, you got to do it right, and you got to get somebody who some people would say is maybe the best actor of this current generation. Bless you, Adam Driver. <gasps> Coming in, yes, Victor Von Doom because he's got the stature, he's got the build Mm -hmm. to be the physical imposing element of Doom. But then he also he's used to wearing a mask already for Disney. (laughs) He can do it again. He's got the great voice, um, so he can make Doom sound menacing and uh, just be a really powerful uh, villain. And as far as the uh, the creation of the Fantastic Four is concerned, (laughs) Josh is setting a tear on my pitch here.
1: Oh man, that's no, it's just a a, a perfect fit.
0: Um. The their origin can go one of two ways. Okay. Based on my, you know, slate so far, I figured they could go if they really want to tie this stuff together. The mm-hmm. events of the previous movies as being the reason why um, the Fantastic Four are just now being created. Yep, the Cancerverse was open in Nova, and the Quantum Realm has been messed up in uh, Captain Marvel Two. Reed Richards and Sue Storm have been looking into both of those instances and when radiation and, ex- and exposure from both of those realms are they happen simultaneously boom powers and that's how the whole team gets their powers there or then go the more traditional route the realm that opens up another possible door for them to move forward and go with the negative zone which is something that Reed Richards is the first person to discover in the comics. It makes a lot of sense um, as just the reason why they're can get the, they exposed to that. That's how they get their powers, and yeah. then you get to play with that potentially in the future. But then from there on out, it's just the typical Fantastic Four versus Doctor Doom's kind of story. And you get Spider-Man to show up a couple of times, hang out with Johnny Storm, and you know everyone's happy by the end because Kate Cannon makes you laugh, makes mm-hmm. you cry, and uh, John Krasinski's there, so it's uh, great.
1: I almost think you just need to fired John Watts off of a Spider Man movie and <laughs> let Kay Cannon direct that too. Why haven't I done that? Why oh man. That that's just so genius. It, now question. Yes. Oh yeah, by this time they'd be the same age. They'd both be in like their mid twenties MCU timeline wise.
0: Who? Storm
1: and Oh and Parker. Parker, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that would really yeah, work Yeah I mean Ansel's twenty four in real life Holland's and Holland's twenty two, I think. Mm-hmm. So they're two years apart, I and mean, you could go really young for a storm, or it could have him be, you know, in his uh, mid twenties yep. and Holland and Peter Parker be in his early twenties. I mean, think it, it, it's an easy uh, comparison.
1: Excellent. I love it.
0: That's my last pitch, Josh. All right. What fits your last
1: This is where I slotted in the Eternals. Okay. Um though we've I don't know anything about them, honestly. <laughs> That's okay. Um, They're pretty weird. But it just seems like... I know it's four years later than... It had been in production for four years uh-huh. by now with screenwriters and directors or, or assuming it gets advanced forward. Yeah. Um. But I think the Eternals went into play a little bit before the deal for all of the characters... Fox were realistically on the table. Yeah, and I just think it gets pushed back to this spot. I don't know anything about about them. Your pitch was beautiful. <laughs> it was a symphony. Hearing all of these things, it was started on Earth and mm-hmm. then moved to the cosmos. I think that would be a great way to end.
0: Um, and that's it. Okay. That's the all I've got. I did consider. You know, kind of delaying Eternals as well because, you know, the rumor is that, Guard or not the rumor, I mean, James Gunn said that his Guardians of the Galaxy 3 story set up the next 10 to 20 years of Cosmic Tales for the MCU. So, in that instance, you would think Eternals is one of those stories that is in some way set up in Guardians 3. Same would be said for Nova or Not a Warlock movie or whatever you want in the cosmos. Um, and so the fact that I'm not having, you know, as Guardians of the Galaxy come out till 2022 m- could make that difficult, but I also don't think it's going to be like, hey, well, here's Icarus. It's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I mean, Icarus could show up in as Guardians of the Galaxy, so could Captain Marvel for all I care mm-hmm. um, if you want to really go all out on this thing. But, yeah, yeah I mean, the, the Guardians 3 delay is the reason we're talking about this. It is, It did make me reconsider this because it also made me think, do I really want a non-James Gunn Guardians 3 would I rather them just mash it up with, you know, yeah. Taika's vision for Thor four? You can even get Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. to come in for a cameo, whatnot, if he's still alive. Um, I mean, I mean, Thor, not Chris Hemsworth. I sure, I, mean, right. I sure hope Chris is <laughs> still alive in you know three or four years. Um, but yeah, those are our suggestions.
1: And then obviously, the first film of twenty twenty three is whatever the next team up film is, or the massive crossover event, right? What new do you Avengers mean? or whatever the,
0: um, right maybe i don't know i haven't thought that far ahead obviously um i'd have to really pinpoint my my timeline here sure. um but i think if fantastic i think fantastic four is the priority instead of x-men at this point for marvel mm-hmm. i could be totally wrong about that but i just feel like they want to get fantastic four right and maybe let x-men breathe a little bit more before they just jump right back into their x-men movie um but when they do i think it'll be uncanny x-men i think that's the title they'll go with and 2023 sounds like a solid date for me so sure Okay. We get it there. Um, let's end this episode of the big question by briefly running through a couple of suggestions we had on Twitter for what oh, their slates yes. would be. Uh, Dan Claro and the Wasp at Claro Dan on Twitter uh, gave his rundown for two years from 2020 and 2021. His 2020, he wants black widow, Dr. Strange two and giant man and the Wasp. And then 2021, he wants black Panther two Spider-Man home, sweet home. Love the title and the future foundation, which is like a fantastic four spinoff where, the fantastic four kind of raise a young generation of brilliant superhero minds and everything. So mm. that sounds like a pretty solid, uh, list for, to me. The home
1: sweet home is my favorite on yeah. there. And I would, that, that would be so cool. And especially if it's like the Craven Hunter mm-hmm. you know, pitch, would you, would you, is it?
0: I don't have a title for it, but
1: the comic you referenced, when Oh, you Craven's said it, last Hunt, Is that exactly mm-hmm. somewhat based off of your pitch? Uh, that, I mean, I mean,
0: loosely, yes. That go that, that 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 Craven hunts down Spider-Man. Yeah, that's that's the rough general story for that comic line.
1: Eventually, when all these people, oh, Power Pack is also in development. I know. Supposedly, sorry. yes. When they're all grown up, I would love to see that introduced because Tom Holland at like 30 years old <laughs> <laughs> with a bunch of like kid actors would be funny. All
0: right, Power Pack could be laid into the Future Foundation possibly, so they could. You know, Dan Claire, your your idea could be folded in there, possibly. That's a spark, right? Yeah. Um, he also wanted honorable mentions for Valkyrie slash A Force, which mm-hmm. I really wanted to get A Force in, but I went with Asgardians of Galaxy instead for the big team up movie, uh, Captain America: Fallen Son, Captain Marvel Two, and Midnight Suns as well. Midnight Suns would love, especially if it means Moon Knight, but I. I think we're a couple years still away from Moon Knight being on the big screen, unfortunately. Um, so then we we also got a suggestion from Jamal the weekend at Reggie got lag. Hopefully that's not in terms of like you know your videos or your streaming or something because that would, that would suck if you got lags on everything. Hopefully not this podcast episode. Um, but in 2020 he wants Black Panther two, Fantastic Four, Doctor Strange two, and then in 2021 he wants Black Panther or Black Widow, Spider Man three, and A Force. So uh, a lot of A Force love, a lot of Fantastic Four interest, Doctor Strange, Black Panther. Black Widow. So um, it's pretty clear where those kind of five or six properties are mm-hmm. on the tip of everybody's tongue. And uh, they're definitely on ours as well because we all included those in our list as well. So that is it for this week's big question. It's long, it's in depth. I don't care. I uh, got to go in depth on Marvel sometimes. So I just had to dive in. Please. So that is it for this big question. Uh, we'll be back next week with a review of The Nun and a future big question as well. And if you enjoy this episode, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Plus, over iTunes and give us a five star view with comments telling us why you enjoy listening to the show. And then be sure to tell us your thoughts on everything covered by treating us at Friends and Film. You can follow me personally on Twitter at moviecooper and coops and underscore hoops. And you can get at me, Josh, It's just Joshua Ryan. Thanks again for tuning in to the Friends of Film podcast. Josh, thanks for stopping in, everyone. Be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.